to marry a woman or to for some other purpose worldly purpose dunya business then the hijra is for that purpose and not for any other so every action of ours must be done intentionally that's the first thing to understand there is no default action in islam we don't just act get up stand up sit down eat drink go away you know every action must be done intentionally with a consciousness of the action which is why alhamdulillah if you see this in the seerah and the sunnah we have duas and the ways to begin and end every action so if we take eating for example there is the way to start eating intention of eating so wash your hands eat with your right hand say bismillah before you begin right thank allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alhamdulillah as you continue to eat don't eat until you are totally full leave a space in your belly eat from your side of the plate if you are in a communal uh, you know setting don't don't extend your hand to the other side right um, at the end of the meal make dua allahumma illadhi atana wa tamana wa saqana wa jarana min muslimin make dua and then get up um Same, so also with drinking. Use your right hand, sit down and drink, look into the glass, three sips or more, not, don't drink in one shot, and so on and so forth. We have du'as and a methodology even to go to the toilet. We have du'as and methodology when you leave the house, when we come back to the house, when you go into the masjid, come back to the masjid. Everything, all of this shows us that the whole of life must be lived intentionally not just by default the benefit of living intentionally is one there is a greater enjoyment in what you are doing because you are conscious of that and you feel subhanallah what a beautiful food this is alhamdulillah allah has given me nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said the one who wakes up in the morning with a healthy body his nothing is wrong with his body he has a roof over his head and he has food for one day that just a day food for that day it is as if the whole world has been collected for him <clears throat> so if i am sitting down to eat and i am eating you know unconsciously like an animal that's one way but if i am sitting to eat and i thank allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and say alhamdulillah allah gave me this food imagine this food where it came this rice i am eating this bread i am eating all the stages did pass through one day once upon a time one piece of that whole bread was not one seed one seed was there there were many seeds which came together 
they formed a crop that somebody cut somebody tilled the land they planted the seed they watered the crop they spent money on it they spent time and energy on it they made dough for a good crop they harvested the crop they processed the seed they made flour then somebody cooked the flour and that is how this bread came here to what i'm eating so now if i take a piece of bread and i waste it then what am i doing right allah subhanahu wa taala made all of these arrangements so that i can get this piece of hops this piece of bread in my plate and if i waste it what is the value of that so also for everything else so also for everything else if i'm eating meat some animal died that animal was slaughtered alhamdulillah allah made it halal so there is no problem with that but it is the life of something that life was given so that i can eat how thankful we should be that alhamdulillah allah subhanahu wa taala made us those for whom somebody else's life is taken legally alhamdulillah it is jaiz but what if it was the opposite uh, what if you had to die for somebody else's weight this is possible right could have happened didn't happen allah gave us a healthy body allah did not give us just go to the hospital that's why it's very important that's why the, the, the whole idea of visiting the sick nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said the one who visits somebody who's sick it is also one of the seven things which uh rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said this is your duty to your brother one of them is to visit a visit the brother when he's sick so if you go and visit and i i always tell people just go go to the hospital visit anybody doesn't matter who you are not going for that person you are going to visit somebody who is sick when you go there then you realize subhanallah that child in that icu could have been mine i would have lost my sleep today to somebody else's child alhamdulillah make dua for him this person with a problem could have been my child i could have been that person i could would be the person in pain i could be the person who has cancer who's getting chemotherapy who's lost all his hair right who's got all kinds of issues alhamdulillah allah did not make me that person allah subhanahu wa taala cancer cells are there in everybody's body everyone has cancer cells it's just that in some cases they become activated until today they don't know why what activates them right there are kinds of theories but we don't know for for true for sure what activates cancer cells alhamdulillah if if i am not seeing any signs of the cancer i must thank alhamdulillah 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 subhanahu wa taala kept me free from this so it is this whole consciousness the beauty of inamal amal bi niyat is not simply to say allah will give me this is the whole idea is the consciousness of my actions the consciousness of what i am doing enhances my shukr of allah subhanahu wa taala enhances my gratitude towards allah subhanahu wa taala and then it enhances also the enjoyment of that because if i am consciously eating and drinking and i am if i am walking somewhere and we go to this beautiful place ashley does a wire and you know shaykh goes with me and bilal is here he also goes with me so such beautiful scenery we go and see that and we say subhanallah subhanallah look at this allah subhanahu wa taala made these trees the whole uh, you know the, the entire we saw two or three seasons pass there you know in in the summer it's all completely green and then in the in the fall it's fantastic multicolors all over and then in the winter now it's completely bare right the water is there the water adds value to that whole uh, to that whole scenery in that water it's freezing cold water it has ice on top but there are ducks and there are geese which are uh, you know swimming in that and diving and they eating food nothing happens to them swan rajiv think about that and we are all wrapped up in big jackets and gloves and and you know balaclavas and all stuff uh, keeping the cold out and those birds they are diving in the water 
They've got no problem. So, subhanAllah, this is the... So, when you have this niya of consciously doing something, there's a whole issue of being in the here and now. Final point, also, one of the reasons for depression, one of the reasons for anxiety is because we don't live in the moment. We, ha- we live either in the past or we live in the future. So, we are either regretting something which has happened in the past or we are fearing something which is uh, which we think will happen in the future. Yeah? Somebody said, why should I fear a bullet which, which, which has not been fired yet? Because it's, it's in the future. Right? What will happen to me if? What do you mean if? If means it, it, it may not happen also. Right? So what is the if? So, instead of living, of, of anticipating all kinds of uh, weird uh, scenarios in the future and, and fearing those, or looking at the past, oh, this happened, this happened, oh, such a bad, in the present. Inna forces us to live in the present. Alhamdulillah, right now I'm sitting here, I'm doing this for what? For the rida of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? For the rida of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it focuses us, and if you're doing it for the rida of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for example, now I'm, I'm doing the khatara here, how many people are here? It's not my problem. Right? It doesn't matter to me. Because if I'm doing it for the sake of Allah, Allah is here. And Allah is listening. That's enough. Who else is there? Only Allah knows. Some we can see, some we cannot see. Wallah Right? Alhamdulillah. Whoever is, <laughs> whoever is there, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless them and to be pleased with them for coming. But whoever didn't come, no problem. Because you're doing it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah, there's a, I want to end with this beautiful story which I have told many times of one of our great scholars in India uh, in the 1800s. He, uh, his name was Sayyid, Sayyid Humayun, Shahid. Uh, no, uh, his name was Sayyid uh, uh, Abdul Qadir. Uh, he was he was giving a speech uh, in the Jami Masjid in Delhi. It's a huge, massive mosque built by the Emperor Shah Jah. And it had, they say, maybe 10,000 people there. So this is in the 1800s, so there's no mics and so on. So they used to have, like they have for Salah, you know, the Mukabir, somebody is at the back. The Imam says, Allahu Akbar, the person repeats. So similarly, they used to have this. So they would repeat the speech and uh, people would listen. So this speech happened. It's finished finished quite late in the night. And um, after that, the Sheikh uh, went and he sat, sat down. And he had only a few of his students with him. When a man came. And this man came, looked like a... Poor man, he was a farmer, he came with a disheveled condition. And he said, SubhanAllah, Sheikh, your talk is over. So he said, yes, it's over. He says, Wallahi, I came from, he named the village. He said, I came from this far off village. I had to travel for the whole day. Unfortunately, I got delayed. There was a river or something I had to cross. I, would, I got delayed and I missed your talk. Now my whole trip is wasted. Now obviously... He could not, the Sheikh could not say, no, 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 go to YouTube on this channel, you will get it. No, because there is, <laughs> no, in 1800, no What the Sheikh did was, he said, oh, sit down. He asked him to sit. The man sat down, the Sheikh stood up, and he delivered that same talk exactly, and the talk was maybe for two hours. For two hours, he delivered the same talk with the same passion, with the same Dalail, the same Ayat, the same Ahadith, everything. Right? To this one man. Now the man was obviously very happy. He blessed him. He made a lot of dua for him. He kissed his hand. 
and he left. So when he had gone, the students of the sheikh, they said to him, Ya sheikh, it is very strange. Just now you gave the same talk to 10,000 people and, uh, you know, beautiful talk, lot of passion, with, with so much of interest. Now this one man, and we don't even know who this is, some farmer guy from somewhere, we don't even know who he is, not even as if it is some big king or something, nothing. But you gave him, you gave the same talk with the same energy, the same enthusiasm. How is it possible? So the sheikh said to his students, he said, you know, it's a, he said, it's a pity you have been with me for so long, you have not understood the first part, the first thing about Deen. They said, what do you mean? He said, when I was talking to 10,000 people, I was concerned about the happiness of only one. When I'm talking to the one man, I'm still concerned about the pleasure and happiness of only that same one. Now, who is that one? Allah SWT. That's it. He said, what's the difference? Whether it is 10,000 people, whether it is one person, whether it is 10 million people, makes no difference. I am talking for the pleasure of Allah. This is the benefit of to remind ourselves that whatever we do must be done only and only for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalla. Wa sallallahu ala nabi al-kareem wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in bi rahmatika al-khurwaih.